Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. We've been looking at the Father Heart of God for a few weeks and uh, that that's a pretty good picture of the Father Heart of God. We had Errol and Brenda with us for a couple weeks and we looked at the love of the Father and the forgiveness of the Father. A couple weeks ago uh, the Lord kind of gave us a, a glimpse into his heart of how we as his people can bring his mercy uh, down for people who aren't even asking for it. People who don't even know they need it. And that is uh, a real picture of the heart of, of the Father. Uh, so I, what I felt like the Lord wanted to do today is sort of put that last message in, in a context. Um, <clears throat> last week Randy gave a a great message on Christmas story and the people involved. But I, I feel like the Lord's not done with us yet on looking at, at his heart. So I, I feel like to put what he said to us a couple weeks ago in, in context, we we have to kind of go back to the beginning and, and think about what God wanted on the earth. Uh, because I, I don't think what he wants now is that much different than what he wanted initially at creation. And, and if, we can, if we can get that... And, and grab a hold of it and do something with it right now, then the world can look differently. This part, part of the message from a couple of weeks ago was that God's corrective discipline is, is coming. Uh, it, it's on the way. And, you know, you, you can call that judgment it's it's a a stage of judgment it's not the wrathful judgment but it's intended to bring a turning and my encouragement to us was if if we know that's coming the best response for us is to run to god and grab a hold of his leg And that's especially true for us because judgment begins in, in the church. 
It, it begins with God's people. And, you know, we, we have to understand that our, our country is, is in the shape it's in because the church is in the shape it's in. If, if the church really grasped the message that I, I think the Lord has for us this morning, the church would look differently and the nation would look differently. So that's what, what I think the Lord would, would say to us today. Uh, it's, it's about being the people of God in, in our time. You know, there, God has raised up people at different times, and, and we, we see that in, in the Bible. And there were initiators like Abraham when God wanted to raise up a people. He started with a man and a family and, and with promise and, and covenant and through a long obedience in the same direction, that family became this huge nation that God brought out of Egypt and uh, we, we have the whole story of Israel. Well, it started with a man, a person. And if we go all the way back to the creation narrative, uh, that's, that's where I, I feel like the Lord wants to start today. So... I want to pray before we go into Genesis chapter 1. Uh, Father, uh, I thank you for your heart. You, you are so completely for us. You're, you're for us to fulfill our calling. You're, you're for us to overcome you're, you're for us to be your representatives on the earth. Lord, you're, you're for people who are even against you because you, you don't desire that, that they perish. So, Father, I, I pray that you would bring forth more of your heart in us today. I pray you'd reveal your heart to us and that you'd impart your heart, your, your burden to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 
And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed, it shall be food for you. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the sky and to everything that moves on the earth which has life, I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. And God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So, what was God's original intent at creation? It was that, that there would be people in relationship with him, ruling over and subduing the earth, being stewards of, of everything that he had created, looking after and improving. That's sort of the picture of subduing the creation that he had made. And it seems like as, as Adam and Eve lived in the presence of God, things were okay. When their perception was that they were no longer in the presence of God, things went haywire. I don't think they ever were out of the presence of God, but they thought they were because they thought they could hide from him. And that's, that's what they did after things went, went badly and, and they, they disobeyed. And, and then everything changed. But the intent of the Lord still is to have people on the earth in relationship to him looking after all of creation, improving it, representing him out of relationship. That, that part hasn't changed. And when you think about it, what, what I talked about two weeks ago how we, we looked at the heart of Moses and how when the people came against him continually, even when people rose up against him to challenge his leadership, he had mercy. And, and he went to the Lord on their behalf, seeking the mercy of God for them. And... We, we looked at how that is the heart of God and, and that 
is what he's calling us to do today, right now, in, in this time. That really fits with his original intent for man and woman on the earth. We're, we're looking at, at creation and, and, and sort of where we've come to in, in, in our time. And, and God wants us to look after things. And, and, and we have to see that things are a mess. And, and so do, do we approach this with uh, a heart of legalism and just complain and criticize everything that we see is wrong, which is easy to do, or, or do we seek the heart and the burden of God to make things right? Even for the very people who are maybe coming against us, maybe persecuting us, maybe uh, taking away our freedoms or whatever it might be. See, the, the original desire of, of God was, was that a people would be raised up And, and they, would, they would be in relationship to him. They would know his heart. They, they would have his heart. And in, in families, that, that those families would grow. He said, be fruitful and multiply and, and literally cover the earth with, with offspring. And rule over it and, and subdue it and and please me in in the way that you do that and so you know here here we are thousands of years later and we've we've inherited a different time but the heart of god hasn't changed The, the earth has been filled, but, but there's still a great need for, for people to represent God and, and to bring forth the heart of God on the earth, to cry out for mercy. And, and to, to begin to make things right. Now, so, where, where I think the Lord wanted to go, or I thought the Lord wanted to go with this, was to, to look at how good God wanted it to be for us. And... For, for me, whenever I need reminding of, of how good God is and how good his plans for us, his people, are, I, I have to look at Deuteronomy 28. 
because that is, is the picture that the Lord gave in, in Scripture of just how good he wanted to be to his people if, if we would just be faithful and, and keep on being faithful to him and, and let him be first and look after the earth on his behalf and do things his, his way. And, and so I, I want us to look at the first half of Deuteronomy 28 because it's, it's just too good. And for those of you who are my age or, or a little older, you'll, you'll see a lot of America in this. For those of you who are younger, maybe you didn't get to see all, all of that, but it's, it's our history. And if you read the second half of what happens if, if we decide not to follow God and not to do things His way, then things can go really badly. And that's kind of the way things look today. But we, we know what that looks like. We, we read the newspaper. We, we see it all, all the time. So let's look at Deuteronomy 28, starting in verse 1. And, and I just, you know, I, I, I want you to think about this in, in the context of, of being the people of God. And, and, and I want you to think about this in, in a, a certain way, I guess. Because be, being the people of God, it starts with you. It starts with a person. But one person is not the people of God. Because God wants to bring forth something in your individual life. But he wants to bring forth some, something more, a, a greater expression of that in, in your family. And he wants to bring forth even a greater expression of that in a community like this. But his, his real desire is, is that he bring forth something that looks like Deuteronomy 28 in, in a city and then in a nation and, and then covering the earth because that was his original plan was, was the, that we would multiply and fill the earth with this. So in, in that context, let's look at Deuteronomy 28. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. You don't even have to work for them. They, they just they come upon you. 
if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed will you be in the city, blessed will you be in the field. Blessed will be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. Blessed will be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed will you be when you come in and blessed will you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They will come out against you one way and they will flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. And the Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the fruit of your womb and in the fruit of your livestock and in the fruit of your ground within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give you rain in your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. And you will lend to many nations and you will not borrow. Hmm. Boy, we come a long way from that one. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will only go up and not down if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, being careful to do them. And if you do not turn aside from any of the words that I command you today, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. But if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today, then all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And we won't get into that part. So that is a picture of how good God wants it to be. And, and, and we're not there. And, and we're still here on the earth. So, so guess what? If, if we're the people of God, we're responsible. Um, gulp. We, we are. It, it's not anybody else's responsibility to see this happen. It's ours. And we, we, we've got to pray. The Lord said, my, my house would be called a house of prayer for all the nations. We've we got to pray. We have got to seek the Lord. We've, we've got to fast and pray. 
Because things are in a serious state of decline around us. And I, I believe, and, and, and I'm, I'm being confronted by, by this reality right now in, in my own life. Because I, I believe that the world, actually the universe, but we'll just worry about the world, the world is ruled from the place of prayer. And, and you and I must have this revelation. See, Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And where is he right now? In his glorified human body. He's at the right hand of the Father. And what is he doing right now? He is interceding for you and I always. So what does it look like to rule? It's to pray. So to, to come into agreement with the king in his ruling is to pray. Does, does our country need prayer? Yeah. Our, our city needs prayer. My life, your life needs prayer. Your, your family, my family needs prayer. Our church body needs prayer. Our, our city needs prayer. We, we can go keep getting bigger. So... Um, Destiny Church does a 21-day fast in January. I'm, I'm asking all of us to join them because we, we, can't, uh, we, we can't do this one church at a time anymore. Uh, those, if, if there ever were those days, they're, they're past. Uh, we, we've got to come together. And so starting next Sunday, that's when they're starting, I believe. What's the date next Sunday? Somebody? The 5th? So... I think they're actually starting on the 6th, but I will let you know in an email this week. I, I'm calling us to do a 21-day Daniel fast in January. Because we, we need a time of, of drawing near to the Lord, individually and corporately, we, we need a time for the body of Christ of the city to come together so that those bodies that, that will take part in this can 
have a solemn assembly and ask the Lord for mercy and, and ask him to change things. So I'm inviting all of us to start either next Sunday or Monday with a 21-day Daniel fast. And I'll include some instructions about what that means as well. But basically, no meats, no treats for 21 days. Mostly fruits and vegetables and nuts. Uh, it's, it's time to get serious. So, you know, we, we looked at Deuteronomy 28 and, and we see what God wants it to look like f- for his people. And, and we know that the Lord brought that forth in the nation of Israel. And if, if you want to look at, at just how amazing things got with Israel, uh, I would invite you to read uh, 1 Kings, probably starting in about chapter 8 and through chapter 10, you, you read the full expression of God bringing this forth in, in a nation on the earth. And how the queen of Sheba traveled months with a huge caravan to get to Jerusalem just because she couldn't believe what she heard of of how amazing things were in, in this nation that was so blessed by the Lord. And then when she got there, she said, this is truly unbelievable because... They didn't even tell me half of what is actually going on here. Uh, there, there was so much silver in Solomon's kingdom that it was like the gravel on the road. So silver was, there was so much it was, it was like nothing. And, and the wisdom, the beauty of what God was bringing forth in that kingdom... It's, it's spelled out in 1 Kings 10. But then 1 Kings 11 is, is, is so sad because... But then Solomon turned to other gods. And, and then we, we know that things just, just went, went downhill from there. But God has done this. And so we, right now, we get to figure out what it looks like to be the people of God on the earth in 2014. And I think I can pretty safely tell you that being the people of God in 2014 is not going to look like it did in 2013. There's, there's glory coming. 
and, and there's probably pain coming. So the two tend to go together. And, and, and we got to be prepared for this. Spiritually, number one, but also in, in other ways. So, you know, what, what I really wanted to talk about today was being the people of God in 2014. It, it is God's desire, and he has made provision for each one of us to be victorious, to, to be an overcomer, to overcome sin so, so that it doesn't mean that we're perfect and we never sin, but there are no longer sins that control you. We, we overcome sickness because we, we appropriate God's healing. And, and we don't have to be overcome by sickness. We can overcome it with the power of God's kingdom. And, and we, we overcome those desires of the flesh that are contrary to his kingdom. And so... What, what I want to say to us today is if, if you're not there, if you're not overcoming in, in these areas, then get some help. Talk to me. Talk to Randy. Talk to one of the elders. Confession is good for the soul. There's There's healing. When, when hidden things come to light, they're dealt with and, and overcome. It's, it's not a time to play don't ask, don't tell anymore. Because if, if we want to be the people of God who walk in the glory and the power that are going to be available in the days to come, then... We, we've got to actually be the people of God. And, and not have hidden stuff. And the way God intended for this to work is it starts out with an individual and then it, it works in a family. So... God wants you to be an overcomer and he wants your family to be overcomers together so that as the pain and difficulty of life comes, you stand together, you support each other. You, this, I mean, the, the family is, is where we learn to love like no other. It's where we learn to forgive like no other because we're in each other's face all the time. And, and you just can't survive if you don't love and you don't forgive. And that, that's the way God intended for it to work. So, so then, 
when, when God gets a beachhead, and, and this, is, this is his military strategy. He, you and I, as we come to the Lord, he gets a beachhead on the earth in us. And, and then his kingdom comes in our life as we become victorious, we become overcomers. And if you want to know what overcoming looks like, what being an overcomer looks like, look at Revelation 2 and 3. And you'll see it. But then he wants that beachhead to grow. He, he doesn't want us just to remain an isolated little island of, of his. He, he, wants, he wants it to happen in our family. And then once, once he's got that beachhead established, then he, he wants it to expand. Because his purpose and, and goal for Israel was, was never to be an, an isolated kingdom that just showed forth his glory. That, that was part of it. But he intended all along for them to be priests to the nations. That, that they would go to God on behalf of the other nations of the earth and they would bring the God of heaven to those other nations and as they saw the amazing expression of God's blessing on Israel, they would want that. And, and so, you know, th this is a commentary on, on the church in the United States of why we're at where we're at. We, we don't have even victorious individuals. We, we don't have victorious overcoming families. So the rest of the world thinks this is just fiction. They, they don't want it. And I, I talked to this teacher from... Uh, LCCC and UW, he, he comes into the coffee shop and, and we have conversations every week and he teaches religion. <laughs> you can imagine, we have some good conversations. And, and to him, all, all religions are the same. They're, they're all just about, okay, be good, play nice, and if you're good enough, you go to the good place. And, and this is a guy who has studied all, most of the, all the major world religions, and, and this is the conclusion that he's come to, primarily probably based on his own experience with Christians. And, and this is very disturbing to me. Be, because, you know, if, if you're here and you think he's right, he's not right. See, Jesus didn't come to establish a new world religion with, with just a, a slightly different set of rules from, from the others. No. Jesus came to bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth. 
And because human beings were not able to walk in God's ways in in a, a way that was sufficient enough to bring all the blessing that he wanted to give, except in one really isolated case, and we saw how long that lasted. It was like that. So Jesus came, God came to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us. He came, and he made a new way. So that if, if we would now be reconciled to God through him, he would live in us. And, and we, we wouldn't just have to try to be good enough. He would actually do it for us, in us. If, going back to Genesis chapter 1, if we would just be able to live conscious of his presence. Because we're never out of his presence, are we? So why do we think we can get away with stuff? It's just like Adam and Eve. And they thought we could, they could hide we, we can't hide either. But if we've been born again, we, we have the Spirit of God living in us to enable us not just to be good, but God said he would open the very treasures of heaven to us the end of that passage in Deuteronomy 28. That's what we have access to. And that's what the world needs. Everywhere you go tomorrow, there's an open heaven over you where, where God can bring forth anything because he's in you. And, and the days are coming. Uh, Sylvia uh, was telling me a little bit, Brian and Sylvia, good to have you guys back. <laughs> they visited a church in Hawaii a couple times over the last couple weeks. And, and, and they believe, as we do, that there is a great harvest coming. And the glory and power of God are going to be revealed in ways that we have not seen. But we've, we've got to be present to the presence of God in order for that to happen. Because we, we can live... In, in such a way that, that we are ignorant of it, that, that we are unaware of it at times. And there, there's so much need out there that we, we can't afford to even live that way anymore at, at all. And... 
Last night I was listening to the One Thing Conference. And I get to go there later today. Mike Bickle said a couple things last night that um, hit me pretty hard. Um, This one sentence, he said, and and this, this is a guy who has lived a a life of faithfulness and obedience, pursuing the Lord in, in the same direction, hard, for almost 40 years. And, you know, I appreciated what Michelle shared this morning because sometimes if we have a vision for what God wants to do and we pursue it and we pour our lives into it, and it doesn't happen when we thought or or how we thought we we can become weary and our heart can become sick and mike's attitude uh as he shared his heart last night um He challenged me and encouraged me because he he said, you know, and and if what I've been pursuing doesn't happen in my lifetime, that's okay. I I will have. given my life for something that was worth it anyway. And, you know, that's, that's where we, we need to get. We, we need to stop worrying about what entertainment we might miss out on. We, we need to get an eternal perspective. This thing, the kingdom of heaven, is, is worth laying our lives down for. 
Because the more we will do that, the more faithful we will show ourselves to be and and the greater place we will have in that eternal kingdom. If, If we were more worried about what was on TV the other night or you know what whatever it it might be uh, what are you revealing to the lord by the choices that you make all that to lead up to the one sentence that that really hit me last night He said, the depth of our decisions determine the depth of our experiences in God. I'll say that again. The depth of your decisions determine the depth of your experiences in God. And what he was saying is what, what have you decided to give up, to put away? And, and I'm not even talking about sin here. What, what have you decided to put away and give up in your life so that you can pursue more of God so that you can be a light there there is authority that comes from having given stuff up to obey the Lord and For John Wimber's lifetime, from the time he became the leader of the Vineyard Movement until his death, the Vineyard Movement had such a strong anointing for worship. I I think it was the leader of of the whole movement back in the 80s and the 90s they they were putting out the best stuff and do you want to know why because this guy John Wimber a professional musician he was the arranger and the keyboard player for the Righteous Brothers. And he was born again just at the time that they had two records in in the top ten on Billboard. And he left the band. He knew God was calling him to something different. And 
his wife tells this story about when he packed up all his music that he'd written, all the stuff that he had arranged, it was just, it was boxes and boxes of, of stuff. They drove to the dump and he dropped it all off. and went home. That's what Mike was talking about. The depth of your decisions determine the depth of your experiences in God. And, you know, for, for me, and I just want to show you sort of the goodness of God, how, how he works. I, I had pretty much my dream job at, at the DOT. Uh, if, if I could have picked any job, it would have been the one that I had. And, you know, I was set for retirement and had put together my own team, and it was, it was a lot of fun. And then the Lord called us to plant this church, and I, I had to leave. And... The greatness of God, he, he knew that I would so that he set it up so that I could give up the most. And I have no regrets. <laughs> But I'll tell you, you know, we're, we're in days when the world needs us to step into a new level of authority. When our country needs the church to step into new levels of authority. Are, are we willing to give up stuff in order for that to happen? Are, are we willing to run hard after God? Even if we don't see the things that we hope for, but they might be for the next generation. That's, 
That's the heart of the Father. The heart of the Father is to give up stuff for the benefit of somebody else. I, I can't put it any more plain than that. As, as that's what the Father did in sending Jesus. It's what Jesus did. Can you imagine what an amazing musician Jesus could have been? Can you imagine the instruments he could have made? He didn't. He knew what he was called to do. And he did it. For the benefit of others. And that is the heart of the Father. Another thing that Mike talked about last night, uh, he's been a student of revival, and I've been a student of revival. Is it, it's encouraging to study what God has done in other places and other times. To get a grid for what's possible. And when you think about the, the first great awakening, when thousands, tens of thousands of people were coming into the kingdom weekly across the whole East Coast. And you, you, you look at the second great awakening when hundreds of thousands of people were coming to the Lord weekly, mostly in the, the Midwest and, and the East Coast. There, that isn't happening anywhere in the U.S. right now. So there's something for us to contend for. And revival has tended to start from a small committed core of people who grab on to God and say, we're not letting go until we see what you can do. Could, could we be such a, a group of people? I hope so. The country needs somebody to do it. So, that's my challenge for 2014.
make some decisions that will release authority in your life. That's an invitation. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you work on the basis of invitation. I thank you that you didn't save us just for ourselves, but you you had plans for us to bless other people. And I pray, Father, that we would grab on to you, that we would be in 2014 a people who pray, who grab on to you and won't let go, a people who seek mercy from you for people who don't deserve it, who wouldn't even ask for it. And I pray, Father, that in in this year you'd release your heart to us more, that you'd release more authority, that you'd release your glory for the sake of our, our city and beyond. So we thank you for your good intentions for us and for creation. Thank you for choosing us. We bless you. In Jesus' name. And and I, I bless... <clears throat> all of you with a greater awareness of the presence of God. I bless you with hearts to love, with hearts to forgive, with hearts to seek the Lord for mercy, with hearts to pursue and hunger for God. In Jesus' name, amen.